just reminding myself um, years beyond years by gone I, I came to the uh, to the Boston area in 1981 uh, we started at the time we started uh, what was called the Dropkin Yeshiva College um, and the Yeshiva started with 10 students and 8 of the students came from out of town or 10 from out of town was 10 and 2 or 8 from out of town 8 from out of town there were 8 students from out of town and then there are two local students uh, that were local to Yeshiva that was in I guess like in 1981 Tov Shemem the Rebbe sent me here at that point to uh to head the yeshiva, this was under Rabbi Cement in, in Brookline um, at the New England Hebrew Academy. So they opened up this uh, Drabkin Yeshiva College. That's also where we met with Mr. Bogart after uh, a year or two, or I'm not sure exactly which year it was. Uh, but one of the first 10 students from the two local was actually Rabbi Lieberman, Rachmiel Lieberman. Uh, he was one of the, uh, him and uh, Dovber Cement, those were the two local uh, uh, Boston kids that went to yeshiva before and they continued. You went to yeshiva before too, right? Yeah. yeah and then they continued in the uh, in the yeshiva that we opened up at the time together with the other uh, eight bachrim and uh, Rabbi Lieberman being a energetic fellow, not being, he still is, I'm sure, a lot of energy. Uh, he started a shul in South Brookline and um, and I was trying to remember. Uh, we haven't seen each other for maybe uh, it's been uh, 36 years since, I mean, like 35 years. Uh, but I saw him for the first two years for sure. Then I think your mother's yard site, uh, your mother's, uh, she, during her, what year did your mother pass away? In 83. In 83. I remember I davened a Sunday morning. I davened in the, uh, I davened a Sunday morning once I davened at your show in South Brookline. And I also davened Yom Kippur. I led services there one Yom Kippur. I'm not sure what it was. It was in 1983 in those years. But it's been many years since I've uh, met. Uh, fortunately, um, Rabbi Liebman lost his father. He was a very special individual, a tzaddik. He supported uh, Rabbi Liebman and uh, all the activities that were going on. He was a uh, special individual. So he passed away a couple of weeks ago. And... Uh, so I extend our condolences to Rabbi Lieberman on the loss of his father. It should be a good better for him and to the rest of the mishpacha. And uh, so Rabbi Lieberman is looking for a Chabad minyan to daven. So one of the places is Chabad Asharon. So he travels all the way from South Brookline uh, to make a minyan. So we have people coming from the Cape. We have people coming from South Brookline. We come, so, you know, Baruch Hashem, you know, that there's a minyan here. So uh, we'll be happy. Happy to accommodate and happy to um, to uh, to help out, and I find it interesting also because um, as I mentioned, Shabbos tomorrow night is Yorzeit for my father, may he rest in peace. And uh, it always comes out in the parshas of Yato Tetzave, and this is also the uh, actually the last mimer that the Rebbe gave uh, out to study, and uh, uh, before the Rebbe fell ill, uh, was the portion of Yato Tetzave, and um, it's very interesting with the. Rabbi brings out about this parsha is that the um, um, only section, the only portion in the Chumash in which we don't find Moshe Rabbeinu's name mentioned explicitly, the name Moshe, is the portion of Tetzaveh. And uh, in every other parsha from the time that he was born, we find the name Moshe in every parsha, but not in the portion of Tetzaveh. 
And the reason, as the Balaturim, other commentaries bring down, the reason for that is because uh, Moshe Rabbeinu has uh, said to Hashem in his prayer, he said to Hashem when he was pleading for the Jewish people to forgive them for the uh, sin of the Egel, so the golden calf, so Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to Hashem, if you refuse to forgive them, then I want you to erase me from the book that you have written from the Torah. It doesn't want to be in the Torah. And there's a rule that when a tzaddik says out a, a curse, even if he makes it conditional, it is, uh, comes true, still comes true. So in this case, even though Hashem did forgive the Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu threatened Hashem, so to speak. He said, if you're not going to forgive them, erase me. But Hashem forgave him. So Hashem doesn't have to erase him. But since the word erase me came out from his mouth, it had to manifest itself somehow in some way. That's the reason why the parsha of the doesn't have Hashem's name. Doesn't have Moshe's name in it. Doesn't have Moshe's name in it. And um, so uh, the Farshim bring down already too, because this parsha of the Tzavah is usually read in the time of Zion Oder, which is the yard of Moshe Rabbeinu. So therefore, this was the parsha that was picked to missing Moshe Rabbeinu's name. And the Rebbe points something very interesting, also based on the Balaturim, <coughs> that even though we don't find Moshe Rabbeinu's name, but yet the whole parsha begins with the words, Ve'ato Tzavah. What is Ve'ato? You. You means Moshe Rabbeinu, Atatitzaveh, as B'nai Yisrael. So even though we don't have the name Moshe Rabbeinu over here, but we actually have about Moshe Rabbeinu because it says you. And especially when you start uh, thinking about it, you see that a name only touches a certain level of the person. A name only reaches, but when you say you, it's even, even higher. It touches in a deeper place. It's in a higher place than even the name. It's you, it's your essence, sort of. And, um, and the Rebbe brings out that Davka, Moshe Rabbeinu's Mesiris Nefesh for the Yidden, so his name being erased actually gave Mahaya Madrega, actually brought out, Hashem is speaking, he said, you, your essence is because at the end of the day, Moshe Rabbeinu's dedication to the Jewish people, this is what Hashem really wanted from him, more than just protecting himself, his own name and his own honor, but rather that he should be totally uh, devoted and help the Jewish people in any way possible. So God gave him not only Moshe, but actually gave him Ba'ata. And this ties in with the Yorzeit, because you know, sometimes when the person is there, when they're named, when they're around, uh, you don't think about it so much. But as the Pesach says, in that you get remembered when, you're, when your seed is missing and you're no longer there physical, that's when you're remembered, that's when you're counted. So sometimes after the person departed, or when you come to the yard site, you come to the time of the year when you say Kaddish, it's there lacking, it's there missing, uh, that actually reminds you even more of them. Maybe when they're here, you don't think about them so much. Not paying that much attention, but when it's when they're lacking and they're missing, that is when uh, it brings out more yearning and more connection and more love and more uh, affection for the person <coughs> that you love and that is missing. And because it's also the last mimer that the Rebbe gave, and the Rebbe's health at that time took a turn.
to the verse eventually that led to Gimel Tamas, that led to the 30th Tamas, um, a year, a year, more than a year later after that, but that was the beginning of the sort of the deterioration. So that also reminds us that even if Kadetoki pocket Meshavecha, how much we, we miss the Rebbe and how much we pray for the coming of Mashiach, we'll be reunited together in the building of Mashiach Sultanu, Mehera Yimeinu Amen.